And on the line is from the UK, basking in glory, Jamie Rogers. Jamie, hello. How are you? Good morning, boys. How are you? Yeah. No, congratulations, JR. I want to know, just tell us the pain. How painful was it? When was it most painful? So you can see um, there's a video post that I've shared on my stories. I think I was about three hours away from the French coastline and my shoulder just really started to absolutely excruciatingly painful. Um, and I kept thinking, like, normally my hip flexors are the thing that goes. So my physio and I have been working really hard on that, and but it was my shoulder, my right one, and I just had no power in it. And you could see, I could see France. And I kept lifting my head up. I'm like, oh, it's not getting any closer. Hmm. And my shoulders are killing. And you can just see as I'm trying to stroke, it just looks so off my mo- my movement because nothing was working. My wrists are really swollen today because I think they were trying to overcompensate for my shoulder not working. Um, but that was definitely the hardest part. The weirdest part was the start. Um, so I hadn't really been told much about the start. So I, you meet your pilot. It was about quarter past two in the morning. So as you can imagine, it's pitch black. And we go on the boat and you go out to a place called Samphire Ho, which is about a 20-minute boat ride from Folkestone. And that's where the swimmers officially start their English Channel swim. But you sit on the side of your boat and the pilot's like, okay, I'm shining a torch. Just go straight and you'll find land. And I said to him, but I don't know where to go. He goes, that's a, don't worry, I'm shining my torch. Just follow the light. So I just jump into this pitch blackness and I'm just swimming where I cannot see a thing waiting until I can touch land. Then you've got to turn around, put your arms up, and that's your official start time. But it was just weird. I was swimming along. I had no idea where I was going, and I kept sort of looking around thinking, could anyone actually even see me if I start going off track? Um, so that was the weirdest part, but, yeah, it, it was awesome, though. Oh, it's sensational, Jamie, and you've certainly um, inspired a, a lot of people, and you've done uh, great work, for got you for life. But... Time-wise, I know you wanted to do under 13 hours, and you did that, didn't you? Yeah, so I thought I, – I had in my head that I didn't want to be in the water for longer than sort of that 12 to 13-hour mark because I just knew that that's when hypothermia starts to set in. And I was trying to keep track because my swimming coach had told my support crew under no circumstances was I to be told how long I was in there or how long I had to go. But what I was doing was keeping track of my feed. So I was getting fed every half an hour. So in my head, I was keeping track of how long I thought I'd been going for. So I thought I'd complete it in about 11 and a half hours. So I thought I was flying. But um, 12 and a half, you know, I can't complain. I'm, I'm actually lucky I can even speak to you boys today. I had no voice when I got out of the channel yesterday. Like literally, it was just this little squeak of a voice because the salt water had just blocked my vocal cords. And my tongue was really swollen. So all these wonderful things of being in the salt for so long. And what were the conditions like for you? So I was actually really lucky. I had the first half when I was in UK waters, it started off really choppy, um, which was fine. It wasn't as bad as what I had trained in Australia. So it was quite choppy. But then I think it was probably about four and a half hours in. That's when I had really nice conditions. And my pilot said, if I was you, I would pick up your pace now and really make the most of these conditions because when you get to the other end in France is when it's likely to turn and you'll battle some really strong tides. So I just put my head down to try and swim as fast as I could to make up as much kilometres as we could. And then, as the pilot predicted, we got close to France and the waters changed. And he actually said to me, 
you know, he's like, I know your shoulder's hurting, but you have to now actually put your head down and sprint because that tide is about to change and you'll start getting pushed in the other direction. So your swim will probably be another five hours. So sprint as fast as you can go. And, and, And at that point, it was so choppy and I just found... Like my arm, I'm almost like throwing my arm over to try and get uh, to France. But and you can see in the video that it's quite choppy. So I pretty much had it all. Like I had super conditions in, in the middle of it, but then really choppy at the start and at the end. And the temperature of the water was really cold in the UK. But then once the sun came up, it actually was really lovely. And especially once I hit French waters, it was it was actually quite nice and warm. So I, I must say, I think it was a really good day in terms of conditions and weather. I was pretty lucky. And JR, tell us about your, what, is it seven or eight minutes that you were over on the rocks over in France for? I thought of you guys, and you're not going to believe it, I reckon I had five seconds (laughs) because I washed up on rocks. So I didn't even go onto sand or onto the pebbled beach. I literally had to clamber my way onto a flat rock surface so my pilot, they had a little dinghy that was following me for this final part. And he's yelling out, I think there's a flat rock over there. And I was sort of like swimming over to one side and climbing up on these rocks, put my arms up and then swam back out to the dinghy. That was it. And do they have someone... No celebration. And do they have someone there, JR, like counting you down and saying, right, are you going to go? Or is there anyone there to I... greet you when you arrive? How does it all work? No, no one was there. Um, there were probably people on other parts of the coastline. But I think just where I ended up being, it was very deserted. It was just all rocks. So there was no one. But I had, with my boat, thankfully, they had a little dinghy that followed me into that final part. So I could at least then be taken in the boat back to the main boat because some people have to swim that 400 metres back. Um, So he was there and he was cheering. And I could hear my friends cheering in the boat. So that was nice. But my seven minutes on France was literally five seconds but it was an awesome five seconds and you've gone and put you, your name on the wall in that pub that you were telling us about back over in the UK well yes yeah, so I went there today and it was closed oh, so you're kidding unexpectedly closed that's that's just, that's just what it's like around here they literally just closed the doors for no reason didn't tell anyone so I will be writing my name on that wall before I leave for London tomorrow oh great stuff well JR Huge congrats once again. Awesome achievement. And what, you're up to around $75,000 raised now as well? Yes, I'm just just under that $75,000 mark. So a huge thank you to everyone and to all of our listeners. Like, you have all been absolutely amazing. The messages that I've received throughout this whole two-year period, but especially while I've been here in the UK and post-swim, have just been incredible. So thank you so much to everyone. The support has just been amazing. Well, what a great box ticked for you. And uh, yeah, you've done us proud. Well done. And uh, safe travels coming home as well. Thanks so much, guys. I'll see you next week.